After the wedding. Look, there's a motel. We gotta stop. I'm way too drunk to drive. She doesn't respond. Passed out. The wedding had been a doozy. Booze, bong hits, pills, and lines of God knows what. The bride, six or seven months gone with Bambino, and the groom up in the hayloft with their guru, muttering in various languages and dialects, and finally, a wet smooch with deep tongue and a couple firecrackers blasted, and the party started and went on and on from like noon till midnight when the cops whirled in like yellow jackets to a late summer picnic and everybody flew the coop like grasshoppers from a fisherman's jar. I'm blind drunk, man. I gotta stop. The motel is on the old abandoned east-west highway, closed up since the interstate spur opened. Once called the Happy Valley Motel, she hasn't welcomed a guest in years. He doesn't care. Doesn't even notice the place looks like something out of Psycho. He just sees the sign, a broken down sign. He can tell it might have said the Happy Valley Motel. He pulls into the potholed parking lot in his 11-year-old 210,000-mile Civic. Like he and his girl, who's not his girl, just a girl who jumped into his car when the cops whirled in, are pulling up to the Ritz-Carlton, Miami Beach. She sleeps and snores in long, nasal pulls while he checks into room six by putting his shoulder to the door and giving it a hard shove. Then back to the Civic he goes, gathers up his love in his arms and carries her across the threshold whilst thinking he could probably have his way with her and she wouldn't even notice. Your castle keep for the night, me lady. And he deposits her on a sheetless mattress stained with sex and damp with a variety of living organisms. This matters not one whit to me lady, as she earlier consumed copious amounts of beer, gin, bourbon, pot, and pills of various hues, including some oxy she crushed and snorted. She is, for all intent and purpose, inert, unconscious, close to comatose, though still snoring like a long shoreman sleeping off a bender. He grabs the sleeping bags from the civic trunk, proud of himself for setting off yesterday morning so well prepared. The idea had been to have this shotgun wedding of his old buddy and his prego girlfriend out at the old abandoned run-down farm in the country, and afterward, everyone could party hardy and then crash in the barn. Too bad the cops whirled in and chased everybody off. No big thing. He's got the sleeping bags. Way to go, bro. He's stumbling and dizzy, and twice he pukes in the weeds coming up through the busted-up asphalt of the parking lot. The puking clears his head enough that he can totally assure himself he has his shit together. Back in the room, he thinks about pulling down his lovely's panties and having a quick go at her. Too bad his member droops in his Kmart briefs like a rose out of water too long on a long, hot summer day. He crawls into his sleeping bag and seconds later passes out. 
Her screams wake him up. She's off the mattress, jumping around on the floor, screaming and vomiting and tearing at her hair. She shakes violently and clenches her stomach. He pops up. What the hell? She grabs her throat. Can't breathe. Can't get any air. Jesus. In my bag. Where's my bag? He looks for her bag. A bag. Any bag. I don't see any bag. The car. The back seat of the car. Hurry. Brown bag. She screams and convulses, grabs her stomach and gasps for air. He runs out to the Civic, finds the bag, races back to the room. She grabs the bag, dumps the contents on the filthy floor, rifles through the pile of crapola till she finds a small plastic bottle of Advil. Only the Advil is long gone. She spills out two pills, the last two pills, round and pink, with the number 20 printed on the face. 20 milligrams. Oxycontin. She crushes the pills between her fingers. The dust and granules fall to the floor. She quickly leans down and snorts the contents up her nose. She then moistens a fingertip, collects the last remnants, and licks her fingers clean. Almost immediately, her body relaxes. She stops screaming. Her breathing slowly returns to something close to normal. She falls back to sleep, right there on the floor. He mutters, Jesus, and thinks the wise move here would be to pack up and get the hell out of Dodge. He doesn't know this bitch anything, just some crazy broad he met at the wedding. But his conscience says, dude, you can't just abandon her, can't just leave her here. She ain't just some mangy cat. She's a human being, for Christ's sake. He's still drunk and stoned and muddled in the head from one or more of the pills he took. He climbs back onto the mattress and falls back to sleep. And then, again, what feels like just seconds later, she's at it, screaming and freaking out and puking and barely breathing. One part of him wants to kick her in the head and shut her up, but another part wants to pick her up and rock her in his arms like he does with his older brother's baby girl. Her eyes have rolled back in her head. He can't even see her eyes. I, 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 she stammers. I need Narcan. Huh? What? You need what? Narcan. You fucking imbecile. Narcan. Go to the right aid and get a can of Narcan and do it before I die. He's up, jazzed, moving around the moldy, filthy room. Narcan, okay, Narcan, got it. Get a can of Narcan. What? What is it? What is Narcan? I, I, I snorted too much oxy. Shit, okay, right, 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 right aid. Go to right aid. Narcan, you want me to get Narcan? Go already! He bolts for the door. Hurry it up! Half a mile down the old potholed east-west highway, he has that old Civic screaming along at over 90 miles per hour. Too bad he's still drunk and still stoned with the reflexes of a sloth. A raccoon scurries across the highway. He spots the coon at the last possible second and gives the wheel a hard jerk. A second later, he buries the Civic's front end into a telephone pole, smashes his head on the steering wheel, knocks himself cold. He'll wind up in the hospital with a concussion, a few less teeth, a broken pelvis, and no doubt an assortment of other nasties. But eventually, he'll heal up and be fit as a fiddle, lead a fairly mundane, utterly useless life, tell this story a thousand times. But 
Not so his fair lady back at the Happy Valley Motel. She started to choke on her own vomit before that Civic even left the parking lot. And now she can't breathe at all. Not even a wisp of air getting through the windpipes. Just a lot of wheezing and gasping. Total blockage between the world and this little gal's lungs. She lasts long enough to think about that pretty Halloween princess costume she made with her mom back when she was a little girl. And then one more thought about the first time she took Oxycontin for pain after she tore her ACL playing field hockey. But then, suffering from complete respiratory system failure, she fades into a coma. And not long after, she passes back to her maker. One more victim of the legal drug trade.